Episode 6, Plan, Prepare, and Produce. Hi, Elite Educators. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave a rating and review. Also, stay connected with Always a Lesson through social media. Like us on Facebook at Always a Lesson and follow me personally on Twitter at G Schultek. That's G S C H U L T E K. I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, here to empower you to reach your potential. And in fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. So today I want to talk to you about planning, preparing, and producing strong lessons for students. This podcast is especially for you newbie and aspiring teachers, so let's get started. As a new teacher coach, I'm realizing a lot of little things separate the good teachers from the great ones. And the whole point of my podcast is to empower you elite educators to be great. So I owe it to you to clue you in on these little things and then help you do them in amazing ways. Let me introduce you to the triple threat, the power of the peas. Plan, prepare, and produce. These are three powerful words that when completed together in unison, create powerful and effective teachers. So what do these words mean? Planning is in order to do something great in the moment, you need to plan for it behind the scenes. Preparing. Although this might sound the same as planning, it's not. Once you plan for what you want, you must gather all that is required to do it well. And this might be physical materials or just spending time practicing. Producing. Now it's time to execute what you have planned and prepared, so go produce. And I want to discuss each of these words in detail by highlighting real examples from real teachers of what happens when the three P's are in place. And when you're done listening to this podcast, you're going to know how to be the teacher that employs the powerful P's, but you'll also be lit on fire to do so right now. I promise. So the first step is planning. And the more thorough that you plan, the more you set yourself up for success. And in episode two, we talked about practicing your craft. And I mentioned an athlete analogy explaining the way to be successful in a game is to be successful in practice. So for an athlete, practice is like the planning phase for a teacher. It's a way to plan what you want. You know, you can't outskill a defender on the soccer field if you don't plan and practice how to do that. You know, what does it look like? How do you do this? 
The time put in behind the scenes determines the success in the moment. So for teachers, don't expect to demonstrate skillful teaching techniques if you don't plan to do them. Planning requires thinking through sections of a lesson step by step, envisioning what it looks like from start to finish, and then planning rolling it out to students because you must teach the students how to do it the way you planned, and because you planned it to the detail, you can execute it to the detail. And this is why lesson plans can get lengthy, because you're scripting what to say, where to turn, who to call on, how it flows. And as a new teacher coach, my new teachers write in their lesson plans what they are saying. You might think this is ridiculous and time-consuming, and you're right, it's both. It's ridiculously great and super time-consuming, but every teacher that submits their lesson plans with scripting for my review ends up delivering the strongest lesson the following day. Is it a coincidence? I think not. Physically typing, good morning students, today we are learning about dot dot dot, ensures that you say that and then ensures you provide purpose and focus for the lesson. And these new teachers script the questions they're going to ask as well as the ideal answer and who they're going to call on. So it might look like this. Johnny, why might communities work together for economic purposes? And then Johnny answers, right, nice job, Johnny. Using each other's strengths to fulfill a need you cannot fulfill on your own is a great example of how communities work together for economic purposes. So this teacher right here knows what to ask, who to ask, and what answer she or he is looking for. That means that when the student doesn't respond with this ideal response, they need to scaffold and help that child get to that ideal answer before moving on. Now students are demonstrating mastery of their learning because the teacher planned for them to do that. Plan to the detail. You know, no wonder it happened live the next day. Why wouldn't it? As you gain experience as a teacher, you're able to turn this planning into strong teacher habits. They become part of your toolbox, and you can easily insert them into future lessons without all this extensive planning since you've done it live so many times before. Your body and mind just kick into a familiar gear, and off you go. I also want to mention that teachers like to over plan and that means they have a general plan but have backup scenarios in place if the need arises. And this might be like if technology fails then follow plan B or if the students aren't mastering the material remove activity and follow plan C. Maybe you reteach the concept. So you get the picture. Over planning is a strong habit. It decreases the opportunity for something to catch you off guard in the moment. You are preventatively planning. What an investment. The best thing a new teacher can do is plan, plan, plan. And it's hard to be great when you don't plan to be great. So take the time, figure out what you want, how you want it, and then think about what might happen along the way that could deter this plan from coming to fruition. Now you're over planned and you're ready to rock it. So first you planned, now you prepare. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, preparing is not the same as planning, although it might sound similar in meaning. Once you have your detailed lesson plan, you need to collect all the items necessary to deliver the lesson plan as you planned it. 
So if you have texts and other materials, locate these items, make copies, put them in a secure location. Just a side note, do not plan to make copies the morning of your lesson as too many things could go wrong, like the copier breaks, the line is too long, a parent calls, you're requested to an impromptu meeting, whatever. So gathering the necessary tools to teach is an easy part of this prep. And I always had a Monday through Friday folder on my desk near the front of my classroom, and I placed all the necessary teaching materials for that day in that folder. And if it required supplies that could not easily be stored in that folder, then I just placed them nearby with a post-it labeled with the name of the day. But the most important part of this step is practice. And like the soccer athlete that we talked about in the planning phase, practice is ensuring you can physically do what you planned. What this looks like for a teacher is running through the script you planned and delivering the tricky content section of your lesson, like the mini lesson portion of direct instruction, or maybe it's giving the clear directions before students move or begin the assignment. In fact, I knew of a teacher who used to do this on her drive to school in the morning. She would teach her lesson as she drove, and this helped her internalize the flow of her lesson and unpack the tricky content and vocabulary before it could even confuse students. And yeah, you're going to be that crazy person talking to yourself in the mirror, walking around your house, lesson plan in hand, muttering, or maybe just like your teacher friend we talked about, talking to herself as she's driving. I bet the morning commute wouldn't be as dreadful if you gave it this strong sense of purpose. Internalizing what you plan ensures that you deliver what you plan the way you planned it. Wow, let's reverse and say that one again. Internalizing what you plan ensures you deliver what you plan the way you planned it. So you've planned at length, you've prepared to deliver what you planned by practicing and gathering the necessary materials. It's now time to produce, and by this I mean execute. You are now live in front of students, so showcase all that you got because you've planned and prepared to be great. You might think this is the easiest part of the process. For me, it was the most enjoyable, but it certainly wasn't the easiest. None of it's really easy. It all required time and thoughtful concentration. You know, Producing was fun because students were reacting in the moment to what I was saying and doing. It was the reward of all the time I put into planning and preparing. As a new teacher, it's hard to be present during this phase. You planned so thoroughly you want to execute bullet by bullet as outlined in your plan. But you forget that students are people, they're human, and even though we overplan, we can't think of every scenario that will be thrown at us. This means they might ask questions we didn't think about and have to think of an answer in the moment. Or a fight might break out. Or a student gets physically ill on the reading carpet. You never know. But when you're present, you're able to react. So if you're stuck in your lesson plan for what to cover next, you're not responding to the student's needs in the moment. So take a moment to pause. Take inventory of what's happening in front of you. Are they getting it? Do they have questions? Are they ready to move on? Great teachers listen and they respond. This means they talk with students and not at students. New teachers like to deliver a script like an actor, just throwing out all the content they scripted out in one big verbal vomit dump. 
But just because we planned a script, it doesn't mean we have to fly through it or even stick to it. If we need to detour, we must. Being responsive means you know where you're going script-wise, but you're ready and listening for clues that you need to slow down, back up, or add in details you hadn't thought to include initially. Sometimes you don't get through all that you planned, and that's okay. It's more important that students are learning, and they learn best when you respond to their needs. For me, I scanned my students non-stop. Sometimes I got through one sentence before having to adjust my plan, and other times I got through multiple activities before having to make a responsive adjustment. And the more you get to know your students, the easier it is to predict how things will go. The new teachers I coach script in the words scan or pause into their lesson plans because that forces them to remember to be present. You know, it's not natural at first to scan and to pause. So holding yourself accountable in the moment by scripting these actions into your lesson plan is a great first step. Producing your plan is fun and it's rewarding, but it's hard because you have to be present in order to be responsive. But if you thoroughly plan, extensively prepare materials and practice, then producing your excellent lesson plan is icing on the cake. So take a breath, step back, and watch your students as you teach. They'll tell you where you need to go if you listen. All right, elite educators, that's a wrap for this week's podcast on planning, preparing, and producing strong lessons for students. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. Calling elite educators. Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do and well, just gets it? Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.